How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Wow. Tuesday has come once again. So happy are we to be here on Tuesday night like we always are for How About That Cigar live tonight. Episode 14. Episode 14? Episode 1-4. Can you believe it? I can't. Episode 14. <laughs> Joe Guzman. It's, we are, uh, the How About That Cigar live podcast is almost old enough to drive. Almost. Almost old enough not, to drive. Not quite. Old enough to see a PG-13 movie. But, uh, so thanks everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Joe Guzman, what's up ladies? How are you? <laughs> um, so good evening. Mm. It is Tuesday, June 25th, 2019. Joe Guzman, I want to, well, <laughs> only if you say, uh, please, please. <clears throat> this is a, uh... I have standards, so you've got to at least say, please. Welcome, everyone, to the Facebook Live broadcast. Welcome for those of you listening after the fact on our podcast channel. Thanks mm -hmm. for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. Uh, we have uh, some very cool stuff to cover this evening. Garrett, how are you? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful night again. <clears throat> you know, it's been beautiful the last uh, few days. Yeah. Today, the humidity usually annoys me. It's uh, moist. Mm. It's the, everybody's favorite word. Mm, I actually moist. hate My kids make fun of me because I hate that word, but I mean, it is what it is. That's mm. what the air is like right now. My wife really hates that word. Yeah. Moist. It's not a good word. But it's, uh, you know, it's been beautiful. A little bit of rain here and there, which we actually needed because we had a good long time without any rain. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Good to see you, brother. Um, but I was in uh, uh, the Indianapolis area over the weekend. Um, my brother turned 50 years old. So we had a, a gathering for my brother. and had Wow, so you're much older. Um, I am younger. Oh, you are? Yes. <clears throat> Jackhole. Just, I am not over 50 yet, but uh, spent some time down in the Indianapolis area, uh, got together with, uh, with Mickey, shout out to Mickey, irate bass. Uh, good to see you again, brother, friend, friend from uh, Blind Man's Puff, uh, hung out at Smoker's Choice, uh, shared a cigar together and, and uh, caught up a little bit. Haven't seen him in a couple of years. And uh, so, yeah, um, then drove back yesterday. And was back to everything today, you know, back to work and um, my family's packing, getting ready to move. And so, yeah, life is good. Um, we, this evening, since last last week I took so long to even talk about the cigars, I'm going to get to it right away. That's what I'm talking about. Um, while we're taking the cellophane off these cigars, uh, let me remind everybody, if you would please, share this Facebook Live broadcast right now. And share like it. it. And like it, let everybody know that we are broadcasting. Uh, have them come along and join us to uh, join the discussion. Please leave comments. And this evening, we are smoking some gems from our friends at Drew Estate Cigars. Uh, Garrett, we, we did a drawing. So um, I have uh, some of these in my humidor. The Liga Pravada number nine i am smoking and garrett will be enjoying the t52 the corona viva sizes that were released last year i believe i think it was last year um, i concur welcome addition to the uh the liga provada line uh so yeah i'll be smoking the number nine garrett smoking the number uh t52 and um very much enjoyed these cigars over the years and especially the size Thanks so much to that plane flying overhead. I really, really appreciate that propeller noise. That adds a lot mm -hmm. of ambiance to the, to the podcast. It's like texture in your <laughs> meal. It is like texture. <clears throat> you it know, is. if if you have nothing but soft things in there, I'm that sorry, plane, what? If, if if there is only soft things going in, that's no good. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. That plane. So what you're saying is you don't want soft things going in. No. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. Well, I mean. You want maybe some soft things going in, but you want a mixture 
you, oh, you want a mixture? Yeah. Okay. You know, so, hey, so mm. what we talked about last week, Garrett, about myths about cigars. Mm. Look at those big fat stems in my cigar. Look at those huge I'm stems. So, I'm so disappointed <gasps> that there's those big stems no in way. there. Guess what? So I'm joking. Go back to go back and watch and listen to last week's broadcast and you'll understand why it's just a joke. They're not stems. Oh, so we're going to light up right now. It's veiny. It's ve <laughs> so uh, current events, as always, um, we like to talk about our um, our Minnesota twins again. Minnesota twins shout out. Um, they have been a little, you know, they're still doing great. Don't get me wrong. We love the twins. They've been really doing well this season. Mm -hmm. um, struggle a little bit for some weird reason. They struggle against the Kansas City Royals, the absolute worst team in Major League Baseball. They still won two out of four out of the series, but the it's fact the that Royals. they... It's the Royals. It's the Royals. Yeah, I don't understand it. I think maybe they... It's a little worrisome that maybe they're underestimating... Um, mediocre teams so you talk while i like yep uh but they were the first team in the al to hit 50 wins so again grand scheme of things their trajectory is still on pace for yeah awesomeness yeah they're doing well and currently as we speak uh they are up four zero against the race mm -hmm. so that's a good thing i think it was four zero yep um and they are you know they're just there are a lot of good things happening. There are a few concerned spots, but for it's not like it has been in, in the last few years where the Twins were basically, you know, just kind of bouncing along and barely ba barely able to put any runs on the board. Um, and one little sort of, a, you know, side baseball note, because the Twins are still, as of right now, before, you know, we have tonight's game's conclusions, still seven and a half games um ahead of Cleveland, uh, who's in the second-place spot in the division, uh, seven and a half games up. Um, in retros or in contrast to that, I, I did a little digging uh, in the Major League Baseball, and the, um, the NL Central um, is actually kind of the opposite. So you've got the Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, Pirates, and Reds. The Pirates and Reds are actually tied for last place but both teams are only six games out of first. Right. So that's a very tight division. Actually. And the Pirates were hot last year. Yeah. They ended the season hot. So I'll actually be kind of, and, and I have a soft spot for the Reds because I grew up near Cincinnati mm. um, mm -hmm. or, and went to quite a few Reds games as a kid. So, you know, yeah. I, I will always have a spot, a soft spot for the Reds, you know, until the day that they play the twins in the world series. And then they're dead to me. Um, <laughs> not really, but a little. Um, so, um, what else, um, what else can you think of for current events going on right now? All right, now? guys, we've got a, we've got a situation. Uh-oh. Red it's alert. A, is it a red alert situation? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's a red alert situation. It's a Netflix situation. Uh-oh. Okay. What's the Netflix situation? All right. The bad news is NBC is buying back the rights for, uh, uh, for the office. Okay. On Netflix, so they're buying back the rights. Oh, they're going to take it off of. They're going to take it off of Netflix. Are and they going to put it on their own streaming service? Yes, which is launching January wow. 2020. However, the bright side of that is that doesn't happen until 2021. Okay. So you got yeah. a year and a half. So if you want to binge watch mm -hmm. The Office for the twelfth time. Well, and here's you have two more years here's what I do when I'm either uh, doing hobby things or whatever, or maybe working, I put the office on in the background. It is a great background show. It's yeah. either the office or friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good show. Um, I've always enjoyed it. I'm, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people sometimes say, Oh, the, the UK version was better. Well, I'm sorry, but I disagree. I, you know, I just think I, I watch some of the UK version. I, I'm just I don't I don't dig the UK humor because I'm not from there. I guess I don't know. I just don't. The you know the American version's better. Mm -hmm. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Trenda and Guzman, please let's be kind to each other. Oh, can't we all get along? Let's just just hug. Hey, and shout out another shout out to MHC. It looks like the summer herf went awesome. Yeah, look, so sorry we mm -hmm. couldn't be there. I was in Indiana and it just didn't work out. But uh, it looks like it was a great time. 
Yep. And Cigars and Baseball, even though it rained a little bit, looks like uh, Cigars and Baseball was a big success as well. So thank you to everybody in MHC and, every, you know, everybody who um, made those events a success. Thank you, Risty, for making the trip all the way it's, all the way up to Minnesota to be a part of the Summer Herf. I know MHC has always been huge fans of JSK Cigars for good reason. And thank you for, uh, you know, being a part of MHC. For those of you who uh, don't know about MHC, uh, if you're from the Minnesota area or you have ties to the Minnesota area and the roots in the Minnesota area, um, go on Facebook and look for Minnesota Herf Connection and learn more about it. It's a great group of uh, cigar brothers and sisters around this area who just love to get together and learn more about cigars and uh, just, you know, build some great relationships, which is what the cigar world is all about. Trenda, hashtag MHC for life. MHC for L. Uh, so, yeah, like we said, we are smoking the Liga 9 and the Liga T-52 over here. Drew Estate Cigars this evening, the Corona Viva sizes. They are starting out absolutely fantastically delicious. Broad leafy goodness for me and stock cut Habano goodness for you. You're making these weird sort of uncomfortable cat noises. Oh, it's about to get really it's about, weird. It's, it's about to get weird. Wait until the clothes well, come off. That's, yeah, we might have to. It's going to be a we'll party. Have to, we'll have to pan the camera up and uh, blur out some different areas. Uh, so tonight we wanted to talk mainly about something that all of us in the in the world of pr premium cigars need, and that is a way to store and keep our cigars. There are many different ways to do that, and if you're, um, whether you're new to premium cigars or whether you've been a premium cigar smoker for years, we all need to store them properly. And so we just wanna, you know, talk through some of the pros and cons of all the different types of, well, the major, most, you know, prevalent styles of cigar storage that we, uh, you know, that we use on a regular basis. So let's get started with when you buy cigars, where do they come in? If you buy a box of cigars, they come in a cigar box. Box. Very oh, good. I got it. Very good. Gold star. I did it. So cigars come in a cigar box. So when you bring those cigars home, you can just keep them in the cigar box, right? Mm, in, in your drawer. Absolutely. In, Actually, the best thing to do is put it in your freezer. In your freezer. I heard, yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Um, actually, right next on the floor, right next to the cat box. It's a really great place that to is. store your cigars. So what this is right now is called sarcasm. Hashtag don't, sarcasm. Don't store your cigars next to your cat box. Or in the freezer. Or in the freezer. So the we're like we said, we're going to go through pros and cons. So the pros to storing your cigars in the cigar box that you bought them is, those pros are this, none at all. Don't store your cigars in the cigar box they came in. Unless, Unless you're storing that cigar box... In another storage acceptable area. This guy, he gets it. He gets it. So, yes, if you're going to take that cigar box and if you have a large storage container that you can put that box in with proper humidification, do so. Or if you're balling like suit camp and you've got your own personal Yeah, if you've got a walk-in, walk you know, if you've got a walk-in humidor that's like 3,000 square feet like suit camp does, mm -hmm. do it. Totally. Yeah. Um, the cons to storing your cigars in the cigar box that came in and nothing else are all of the things. All of there them. There are no, they don't mm -hmm. seal properly. They won't hold in humidity mm -mm. Uh, or or hold out humidity. Mm -mm. If in, in a case like right now, it's super high humidity in Minnesota. If you leave a cigar, just sit out. It's going to be, what, you might be able to wring it out in a day and a half. So mm -hmm. just don't do that. Mm. Uh, so the next most popular style of cigar storage that, you know, people start out with and even people who have been smok smoking cigars for decades have is what we call a traditional desktop humidor. Uh, it basically looks like a, like a box, um, but it's, it's tell people what, what makes it different than just a regular old cigar box. So the typical, um, the typical anatomy of a desktop humidor is going to be a some sort of hardwood shell with usually and hopefully cedar siding lining and the reason for the two things is or the two different woods is one you want a solid hardwood on 
You want a what? Hardwood? You want a hardwood. You want a hardwood on the shell. On the outside. On the outside yep. for strength. Strength. Strengths. And something that's going to allow for that cedar inside to expand and contract mm -hmm. as the humidity fluctuates a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you know, oftentimes you'll see a desktop humidor with you know a glass top on there. It's not something I recommend um, because that adds another layer of complexity to the humidification. You've got to have another yeah. big bead of, you know, sealant, sealant around it. Yeah, it's like a weak point. It is. Because it's could, a weak point. There could be leaks. Yep. In that, if there's a glass seam or something like, there could be leaks. Uh, Joseph Guzman has some some hardwood. Do you have some hardwood? Mm -hmm. uh, oak, cherry. Um, what are you working with, man? What are you? <laughs> um, so yeah, and the uh, you know the humidor is um, that that cedar that's inside of it. And, and when we talk about cedar in, in cigar humidors, uh, we're talking about Spanish cedar, which technically isn't cedar. It's actually in the mahogany family, but it's a type of wood that, that holds humidity at a very constant rate. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's also adds a nice, you know, sort of, very gentle aroma to the cigars, especially if you leave them in there for a long period of time. Um, not like you, one thing you don't want to do if, you know, you don't want red cedar. Red cedar is far too um, aromatic for uh, for cigar humidors. What? I'm scared to look at the comments. I don't look, you look at the comments. I'm always scared to look at the comments. I know. I have some hardwood from watching the show. Hey. Hey, no, it's the next Thank one you. down. And I asked Porter, what he's working Puerto with. Puerto Rican walnut. So good. Well, well done. The the <clears throat> best kind of walnut is Puerto Rican walnut. Everybody, Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. I don't, you didn't even have to say that. <laughs> so yeah, a desktop humidor. Uh, you can get them on Amazon. You can buy them at mm -hmm. your brick and mortar. Most brick and mortar shops at least have a handful of uh, cigar humidors that they'll sell you. Uh, for ninety percent of them, honestly, are made. At least the ones that are sold in the states are made by the same company mm -hmm. uh, and imported by the same company. It's there's a massive company called quality importers uh, and the, but the fact is they actually do make quality products uh, you have to be careful and um, you know make sure that it's something that seals properly the 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 inner walls of the the Spanish cedar are going to have a slight sort of a curve so when the lid comes down on them it makes a nice seal and you'll you know you just know that the cigars are kept in in good condition we're going to do another full show on uh, how to season keep yeah. and uh, a desktop humidor um, but we have some other some other storage um, items on our list here that yeah. maybe don't need as much maintenance they're not as complicated yeah and I, I don't want to say complicated but they're not as uh, maintenance heavy as maybe a uh, yeah. desktop humidor yeah, exactly so one of the things that I have used or I used to use um, was a plastic bin um, now, you can't just go to Home Depot or Walmart or Target and pick up just your everyday plastic bin because it doesn't seal properly. They actually do make a specific kind of plastic bin that has a gasket that actually seals mm -hmm. relatively airtight. Yeah, so there's Rubbermaid that make Rubbermaid makes one and um, Zip, Ziploc, Ziploc yeah. makes one. And um, they'll have, you know... Uh, clasps that close uh, the lid, keep the lid on tightly, um, and you can keep full boxes in there. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it's an extremely inexpensive way. Once you graduate from that desktop humidor that holds 50 cigars, that's a good way to graduate to a way to hold um, half a dozen boxes or so, maybe a dozen boxes, and then uh, you store, you know, you keep your old empty cigar boxes from those cigars that you smoked your way through and you can store your singles in there keep those all in your uh in your plastic tote um humidification options uh bovida packs um are my absolute number one choice go to uh because they are 100 percent uh forget about it you you buy your bovida packs at your brick and mortar shop or you can buy them on amazon you throw them in your storage container and you're done. You don't have to 
you don't even have to worry about what your hygrometer says for the most part. Yep. Um, just make if your seal on your container is good, you throw in the Bovida packs and you forget about it. There are lots of other you know systems like beads and um, gel and things like that, which I, I honestly don't have a ton of experience with, so I can't. Guzman recommend. is experienced in beads and gel. Beads and Guzman has experience with beads and gel specifically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Joe, if you if you can recommend any specific kinds of beads or gels, please let us know in the comments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he also mentioned uh, Tupperware, and I forgot about Tupperware. Tupperware. And that's that's actually <laughs> sort of a slang term is Tupperdoor. You know, mm -hmm. so, it, you mm -hmm. know, a Tupperdoor is, if somebody says, oh, my Tupperdoor, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about a plastic bin that they store their cigars in with, with Bovida packs or with some type of other humidification device. Um, and then, uh, so... As you get into the cigar hobby and the cigar culture, you know, you're going to find that uh, within a short period of time, oh my gosh, I don't have enough space to store my cigars anymore. Because what you just, to do? You just keep buying more cigars. It's a good problem to have. It is. Um, and there are some really nice, very large cabinet humidors. Uh, there's some price ranges from a few hundred dollars up to many thousands of dollars, depending on how custom made they are and you know, what kind of quality craftsmanship goes into those. Mm -hmm. um, and we're talking, they could have, they could have built in drawers. They could have built in humidification devices like a cigar oasis or, yep. or something. You use a cigar oasis. I do. Right? Okay. Yep. What's your experience been like the, with that? Cause I've never used a cigar oasis. <clears throat> so I use it in the humidor for the cigars that I don't, I'm not going to touch. Um, and I would say every three months, I've got to add some uh, water to. I'm using beads, and in, and you in just mine. you just use dirty tap water from the garden hose, right? Absolutely. Okay. Actually, okay. I spray the whole thing down inside <laughs> with them when it gets a little dry. Yes. Um, no, absolutely. Sarcasm. We need a sarcasm sign. We need. That was yes. Not, don't don't take that advice. We do. Uh, so absolutely no tap water, no garden hose. You want distilled water. Um, it's super cheap and it will protect your cigars and humidor from growing the molds. I actually, I used distilled water for a long time, but I graduated to using unicorn tears. Did you? They're so pure. They're really, yeah, they just really add this really unique flavor profile to the cigars. Do you like milk that straight from Guzman's I, I actually, testicles? I, so I have a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't really say how I obtain the unicorn tears. I get it. But... You know, it is really the best possible. I get it. Way to you know recharge your humidification device. Sorry, not I'm, sorry. You know, sorry, not sorry. So, uh, yeah, but the the cigar oasis has been a great product for me for many years, and um, like I said, every two, three months. Yeah. You know, I check it often, but I just don't have to touch it for a while. Okay. Yeah. And there are, I know yours is a little bit older, but they have some newer ones from right. what I understand that have monitoring devices that you can check your phone and things like that yeah. to see if the RH relative humidity gets low or high or whatever it is. So, um, you know, check on Amazon and, and things like that for, um, for some of those devices that can, you know, maybe give you a little bit more control over the humidity situation because it can fluctuate, you know, especially in states like Minnesota can fluctuate so much where, you know, tonight it's probably, I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess it's somewhere around 80% relative humidity outside right now. It's accurate. It's, it's a pretty, it, and it's not a, a hot night. It's actually relatively cool, but it feels a good eight degrees warmer than it is just because it's moist, moist, moist. Um, so cabinet humidors, you know, it sounds like what it is. It's a cabinet, you know, usually one or two doors. There can be a series of drawers built in that you can store singles in, uh, Spanish cedar trays that have slats to, you know, help the air, uh, humid air flow properly through the whole thing. Um, and you can get them anywhere from, you know, three feet tall or the size of an end table mm. um, to, you know, uh, I mean, I've seen cabinet humidors that are as big as like an old antique wardrobe, you know, like seven feet tall. Yep. And uh, 
there are a lot of great companies out there that make those. Um, sometimes I know friends who have even bought, gotten, gotten great deals on some of the auction websites. Mm -hmm. And they'll sometimes they'll throw cabinet humidors on the auction websites uh, for super cheap prices. So, you know, if that's something you're in the market for, keep an eye on on uh, cigar auctions and you might find yourself a great deal on a cabinet humidor. Um, True story. Cons to a cabinet humidor can be if it's not built properly, then there's going to be a lot of leaks because that's a lot of if it's tall and those doors are massive and there's a lot of seams there that air can leak in and out of uh, if it's not sealed properly. So, um, you know, I I would be careful, especially if you're going to buy used or something like that, that that, you know, you know that you're you might have to do a little bit of uh, tinkering with that cabinet when you get it back to mm -hmm. maybe add some weather stripping or something like that to the doors to make sure that it seals properly because otherwise you're just going to be um, constantly fighting the humidity levels. In what there. you can do is you can throw a squirrel in there, oh, close the door, okay, and then depending on how long it takes the squirrel to go, <laughs> you'll know <clears throat> if you got a good seal or not. It's like Schrodinger's It is. Squirrel. It's Schrodinger's squirrel. That is. Uh, hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> if not built right, that shit will leak like the Garrett KN Taco Tuesday. That's <laughs> <what>. <laughs> true story. Yeah. True story. Very true story. Um, and then the sort of the, I mean, there's one actually above and beyond what I put on the list that that I just remembered to add, but so the next is what is commonly referred to as a wine door. It's it's actually uh, there are companies that make wine fridges, and you may have a wine fridge that you store your wine in. You may have seen houses that have wine fridges that you know uh, are specifically meant to keep your wine at a at a low temperature, but not typically not as low as a as a refrigerator. They have a good seal. Uh, because it's a, you know, it's a, uh, you know, got the magnetic seal just like a refrigerator door. So they actually do close nice and tight. Um, very rare that you get any issues with air leaks. Um, and there are companies that actually fit them specifically for... Um, get it. Mosquitoes. Um, there, there are companies that fit them specifically for cigar people. So yep. they'll have Spanish cedar drawers and trays and things <clears> like that inside instead of just the wire racks for... Uh, for wine storage, yep, and a lot of them make make it easy too to buy the trays that will fit in the unit itself for uh, for the cigar yeah. people. Now, one thing to keep in mind: this is actually the most important thing. If you're going to go out and spend the money on a wine fridge to store your cigars in, there are two types of cooling systems on these wine fridges. Good call. There's a compressor cooling, and there's thermoelectric cooling. If you're going to use it to store cigars in, do not buy a compressor-cooled unit. And the reason for that is the way that a compressor-cooled unit makes the air inside the space cooler is by removing humidity. That's the way the system works. Uh, and obviously, you would you'll never be able to keep the RH up to you know the 62 to 72 range that you want your cigars to be stored in. So um, compressor-cooled units are out. You can Typically, any place you buy them from, you'll be able to see what the cooling unit type is. So if it's compressor, that's not the one for you. You want a thermoelectric cooled unit because that just uses an electric uh, cooler to lower the temperature inside the space. Now, if so, I'll say I have a wine door, um, but... I don't actually use the cooling unit, the cooling function on mine. I don't even plug it in. Um, I just bought it because, first of all, I got it for pennies on the dollar. And secondly, I keep it in a place in my house that's in the lower level of the house that never gets above 65 degrees. And then I fill it full of hundreds because it's a it's a, about a six-foot-tall uh, by maybe three foot wide unit and I'd fill it full of hundreds of Bovida packs and then 
Boba packs go bad, I either recharge them or I buy new ones. And I bought it because it's got a great seal and I never have to worry about it with the Boveda packs. Um, it, it actually does happen to be a compressor cooled unit, but again, it doesn't matter to me because I never plug it in. If you live in a climate where it is, and you're going to keep your wine door in a place where it's regularly extremely warm, uh, even with your air conditioning on, um, don't get a compressor cooled unit. And, and if you get a compressor cooled unit, leave it unplugged and keep it in the lower level of your house where the temperature is usually low because when the temperature gets you know you may think well the only thing that matters to cigars is the humidity but you do need to keep them below a certain temperature and i don't remember exactly what that is i think it's like 78 somewhere between 78 and 82 which is that horrible temperature where the tobacco beetles start to hatch mm -hmm. and you don't want that mm -mm. Uh, i've been there before mm -hmm. and it's you know, no bueno so back when i had a desktop uh humidor i lost like close to 20 cigars to tobacco beetles because it got super warm for about a week straight and i didn't uh you know take the step of just carrying the humidor downstairs to where it was cooler mm -hmm. so um guzman wants to see your humi yeah. you want to see my humi yep he wants to see your humi um I didn't know that was what you named it, but next time, next time I come come over to your house, Joe, I got you. Um, hashtag sarcasm. Uh, and the last type, actually, I didn't put on the list. Um, oh, and the cons uh, for wine doors cost. Um, it's, if you're buying a brand new one, they can be expensive, you know. Um, but if you need the cooling function and you want something that that you're you can have very high confidence gonna have a very good seal then it's worth the money and if like me i bought one off craigslist that i got dirt cheap because it was broken and broken just means it the cooling unit doesn't work i don't give a crap that the cooling unit doesn't work so that's you know keep an eye on craigslist maybe for broken or facebook for broken wine coolers as long as the seal on the door is good you're solid. Don't yep. even plug the thing in. Deal. Uh, also, scratch and, scratch and dent store. Oh, yeah. Scratch and dents. Definitely. Uh, eBay. The eBay. Mm -hmm. is, is eBay still a thing? I, th I guess. Yeah. I don't really use eBay think so, a lot anymore. Gosh. I, I got to think eBay is starting to take a backseat to some of these other things. Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace and let well, go. And I, I got to say, I bet, I bet Craigslist, I think their days are numbered. I mean, I hate to say it for Craigslist, but, you know, with, with Facebook Marketplace now, I just, I think Craigslist days are numbered. And let go. And let go, yeah. I don't think, I, I, I don't know. The big companies like Facebook and Google and all that, they're just pretty much taking over everything, which I don't have a problem with, you know. They got the market share, do it, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I digress. Um, the last big mainstream uh, style of cigar storage is the mother load of all cigar storage, and that is the walk-in humidor. There are Aww. there are there are lots of people who have the space and the money to actually put a walk-in humidor in their house. If you have the space and the money, I say do it. If you're into mm -hmm. the cigar culture enough and you have the space and money, do it. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of videos on Facebook you can learn about properly building. A walk-in humidor in your house it's not an easy task um, if you're not handy I very much recommend you hire a contractor to do it for you uh, and hire a contractor who has uh, experience and patience to build a very non-standard room like a like a walk-in cigar humidor do we know anybody contractors yeah hmm. oh. nothing comes to nothing. mind <laughs> Not getting no nothing's nothing's, nothing's coming to me. Mm -mm. I don't know. Hashtag sarcasm. Mm. Um, so yeah, walk-in humidor. I mean, just picture your favorite brick-and-mortar cigar shop. You go in there to buy some cigars, and you know, typically it'll be, um, not typically. A lot of times they'll have like a sliding patio door because they seal very well, or they'll have something along those lines. Uh, you walk in there, and there's these beautiful big shelves, and you walk up and down the aisles, and you 
you look at all these cigars to pick out. If your cigar collection begins to get beyond where you're able to store them in any kind of cabinet, then honestly, a walk-in might be your best bet. So, um, and again, if you've got the budget and the space, go for it. Uh, just make sure that you know you're going to be in for um, a lot of very specific toil with making sure the room is sealed properly. You've got a good humidification system. You've got good ventilation and things like that. So um, be aware of that. And, and if you build a cigar humidor, I'd love a tour because I just, mm -hmm. I, I, someday I hope to have a walk-in in in my own house. Uh, I seriously doubt that'll happen, but if, if it ever does, you know, I'd like to have some, uh, some tips and tricks along the way so I can build mine properly. The other gotcha is going to be, you know, I don't know if it's true for you as it was for me, but I know for others it was, you get your first desktop humidor and you got to fill it up. Yeah. And then you graduate to either another humidor or a larger humidor. Yeah. You got to fill them up. Yep. And then you go to a cooler door or a Tupperdor. Yeah. You got to fill them up. Yeah. You build a walk-in brother or sister, you're going to be empty. Uh, farm what are you doing? Farm Girl by Liftbridge Brewing Company, mm. local Minnesota. Mm. Um, doggone it. Um, Miss. That's my Minnesota swearing. Gosh darn it. it. We were having a lot of... Oh, yeah. We were having a lot of Minnesota talk before, oh. the, before the broadcast started. We were doing our Minnesota talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. We were talking it about... It was a hoot. We were talking about hot dishes. Oh, and, and bars. Yeah, bars. Yeah, lemon. Margaret's gonna bring her lemon bars. Lemon bars. Yeah, I love. I don't know what it is about the way she makes her lemon bars, but they got a little bit of tang to them. Little tang. Yeah. Little almost, almost nips you right now. Yeah, in it the, gets you kind of right back right, here. Right in the. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, we're done with wow. that. Wow. We digress. Did that happen? We're, yeah, that just happened. I'm, I'm sorry. On behalf of how about that cigar, we would like to formally apologize for whatever the hell it was you just heard. Thank you for listening and watching. Uh, no, we're not done yet. Um, so yeah, those are the big, those are the big cooler doors ticket items. Oh, cooler door. See, this guy reminds me. Cooler door is, uh, you know, an igloo cooler, or you know, your basic, and you can do the small ones Coleman. or the, the big ones, the Coleman coolers. Uh, those make fantastic storage. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Uh, fantastic storage, and it's the same thing. It's the same concept as your uh, Tupper doors. Um, obviously, just a little bit different. And yeah, and they because they're insulated, they hold temperature very well. So if you yep. if you're in a place where you need that temperature control, and there you can get a very large container for very very little money mm -hmm. on the interwebs, the Amazon machine. Um, so we're going to dive right into, I'm going to get a little bit of this, uh, oh my gosh, Liga Provada number nine. Corona I'm glad Viva. you're, I'm glad you're chatty Kathy. Trend us a Ziploc. Here's, here's my experience with Ziploc. They can be great for a couple they, of weeks. They do work short term. Definitely. That is, that is a good point. So they if you're going term. on a, you know, you're going on a camping trip, you're going, you know, um, maybe to an event with a, you know. And uh, you're going to be passing them out or, you know, whatever. Ziploc, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's another thing. We didn't talk about the uh, the travel. Travel humidors. So Ziploc's definitely short-term. Uh, and if you're going to be shipping cigars to friends, um, you know, cigar bombs and things like that, um, Ziplocs are okay um, <laughs> for short-term storage. Make sure you you put a little Bovada pack in there just to keep that humidity. Uh, but travel humidors, uh, you can get them at most of your brick and mortar shops. You can get them on Amazon, places like that. Um, you know, it's a sealed case um, with with clips that 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 shut it. You know, nice and tight with a uh, o, usually a rubber O ring that you know seals it. And uh, usually there's dividers like Garrett's got the foam dividers in there with the little cigar shaped cutouts that that they nestle. And caress your cigars down for a lovely, lovely nap. And you can take them to the cigar shop. You can take them to uh, over here for the How About That Cigar podcast and keep them nice and safe while you transport we them. We should get a gallery going. A gallery. 
Yeah, we should invite people to come and watch and heckle. Well, yeah, we should do that live. We'll do a live show. I know Guzman would be down for that. So people can throw like rotten tomatoes. Oh, tubs. Good call. I forgot about those. What's that? The Boveda humidor pack bags. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Now those are legit. Those will last for a long time. Yeah, they seal very well. Yep. Um, so yeah, and any, you know, any kind of a bag, you know, whether it's Ziploc or a Boveda, um, bag, um, you know, they're, they're short term. They've got to be, you've, it's got to be in a place where they're not going to get knocked around, uh, cause you don't want your cigars getting beaten up and getting the wrappers cracked and things like that. So, uh, just be aware of what you're going to be using that storage for and, you know, whether it's long-term or whether it's travel, things like that. Um, we can certainly talk a, a, on another show about travel humor, humidors more specifically, I suppose. Um, but, um, you know, that's sort of a walk through a primer, if you will, of the main types of in-home cigar storage. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have more comments, more ideas, please leave them in the comments. Yeah, thanks uh, for the Yeah, thank you guys, guys for chiming in. We appreciate yep. that. Um, and if you have any more, let us know. Uh, send us uh, messages on Facebook. Send us an email on the website. Um, we'd be happy to take that on. Uh, you flipping off the audience? That's no. so mean. No. <laughs> um, no. Moving, uh, moving into this week's useless facts of the day. We have two. Yeah. Oh, you do? I have two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just because these were, these were kind of fun and, and, uh, brief. So a typical number two pencil. Um, fresh out of the box, sharpened to a fine point. Um, how long of a line do you think that pencil can draw? With the minimum amount of? On average. Number two pencil. I'm going to say. If you guys have guesses out there, put them in the comments. I'm going to say 1,500 feet. 1,500 feet. Okay. Half a mile-ish. All right. Um, do any of our friends have any guesses? No guesses from the gallery yet that I see. So a typical number two pencil sharpens to a fine point. Um, on average, will draw a line that is 35 miles in length. <laughs> Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> Slippy, slappy, <Slappy>. swami, <laughs> Samsonite. I was way off. Uh, yeah, 35 miles. So, uh, Wow. So do some beta testing on your own. Buy some number two pencils and sharpen them to a fine point and just see, uh, see if you can get... <laughs> Get 5,280 feet. One foot, Bob. <laughs> it's like the, is that the, uh, that'd be in the, that's like the, uh, uh, the Tootsie Pop. How many licks does it take? Three. three. One, two, three. So, of all the, uh, T- tubs, 18,940 feet. I think you're a Google monster. Google. The well, Google. that's still short. That's what she said. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I threw you a softball. Um, <clears throat> so, next useless fact. Um, of all the money in the world, what percent of that money is available right now in actual physical form? Mm. That's a great stat. I love it. What percentage of the money in the world is available right now in actual physical form? I'm going to go with 10%. No, I'm going to go with 3%. You're in between. Shoot. It's 8%. Is it? Yeah. Oh, was close. So you think about that, but... Think about what you do on a daily basis. And there, there are cash people and there are credit people and there are debit card people and there are paying for, you know, 
paying for your burrito with pennies, people. Um, by the way, I hate you if you're the type that if you're in line in front of me and you pay for your burrito with pennies, um, I don't like you much. But um, so but you should. out of all the money in the world, only eight percent of it is available right now in physical form: dollars, quarters, yen, whatever 8%. the whatever the weirdos up in Canada use. I don't know. I think um, pesos. Peso. Oh, is that Canada? Mm-hmm, that's, that's Canada. Pesos. Okay. Yeah. So the Canadian peso. <clears throat> um. So yeah, eight percent. That's it. It's wow. Not groundbreaking, but I uh, found it very interesting when I saw that stat today. So, uh, those are your useless facts of the day for June twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen. And now, my favorite, we move into numero. De los muertos. <laughs> All right, our uh, our number is seven thousand. Seven thousand. The U.S. only seven thousand annually die. This one's fun. That's a big number. Seven thousand in the United States mm-hmm. die from this mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. 7,000 people in the United States die from this every year. Is it from, is it people who listen to the HBTC podcast? (laughs) Yes. I'm going to say no because we don't have 7,000 listeners yet. But we will eventually. Um, 7,000 people every year. Is this, are the deaths adults, kids, or both? Uh, Both. Uh, is this an illegal activity? Legal or illegal? It is legal. It is a legal activity. Correct. Um, does it take place inside the home, typically? No. So let's just, for the sake of time, we were we were in uh, Numero de los Muertos. Just for the sake of time, maybe just give us the freaking answer because... Yeah. 7,000 people 7, die. 7,000 people <clears throat> die from this in the United States every year. From a kind of doctor issue. A doctor issue. A doctor issue. Mm-hmm. Doctor issue. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, no, no. You're, no, no, no. It's not this doctor issue. Is it? Is it from, uh, is it from the old uh, Fletch exam? Moon River. <laughs> it's not from that, is it? Tell me it's not from that. It is not from that. Okay, because if people die from that, the doctor's doing it a little too rough. Um, Okay, a doctor issue. uh, Leaving something inside a patient after a surgery. No. Um, Giving the wrong medication. Almost. Almost the... Almost the wrong... Is it... Is it illegible handwriting on a prescription? It is. Yes. All right. That me guessing that almost makes up for the <laughs> shitty network connections we've had tonight, guys. I'm sorry about that again. So, every year in the United States, seven thousand people die from the doctor having illegible handwriting. Hey, Matt Tranda. Hey, Hector. Um, Thanks, guys. Sorry, we've just network issues galore. Um, it has been a show of shit. Show of shit. It is what it is. Um, again, 16 more days. We won't have to deal with this anymore. Um, so thank you for that numero de los muertos. So doctors out there, write your shit legibly so people don't die. 7,000 a 7, year. 7,000 a year. That's I a mean, lot. That's... Just from illegible handwriting. Um, so yeah, write your shit legibly. Although most of it's on you know, on a network somewhere now and, you know, and cause all mine just goes straight. Unless it's a controlled substance, then it still needs oh, to be yeah. a paper script. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know anything about controlled substances because no, I'm joking. Um, all right. So I don't let's, know anything. About... I, don't, I don't know. Hmm. I'm good. <laughs> let's, uh, so let's close it out. Um, Notable smokables. Notable smokables. Notable smokables. Um, 
so this week, um, the three most notable cigars that I smoked during the week, uh, starting with uh, the Tatuaje uh, TAA Special Edition from 2019. Oh, yeah. Uh, otherwise known as the um, the 51st. <laughs> the uh, 51st. Um, and it's a Mexican San Andreas wrapper. I don't remember the exact size, uh, but, you know, like all the Tatuaje uh, TAAs of late, uh, you know, the box press, uh, super dark wrapper. Instead of broadleaf, this one was Mexican San Andreas. Um, I'll be honest, I like a lot of the other Tatuaje TAAs better than this one. But still, a fine cigar. Um, you know, props. But uh, if if I had to choose between uh, the, you know, 2016, 2017, uh, 2018, I would choose them above the 2019. But still a good cigar. Um, what are some of yours? I have visual aids this week. Visual aids. If the network connection holds up, we'll be able to see. Oh, is that the new Aroha Hamastran? It is the Hamastran. Nice. I've heard good things. You like? I love. <laughs> it was stupid. Yeah. The Aroha family is just, I mean, they've been in the t tobacco business forever. And uh, um, yeah, that, that one's made a lot of buzz lately. It, well, and it's, um, it has so many great transitions to it that um, I don't want to ruin it for anyone um, who hasn't had it yet, but it is delicioso. Nice, nice. The Jamastran. Jamastran. As all the uh, Minnesota white white folks would say, the Jamastran. Was that a Jamastran? Is, is that kind of like a Jalapeno? Oh yeah, that's a that's a spicy one. It's like a Jamastran, like that Japalano peppers. Oh yeah, Todd yeah. Morris really likes when we do our Minnesota accent. <laughs> yeah, I love Margaret's lemon bars. They're the best. And the rhubarb. The rhubarb cobbler. <laughs> okay. Um, Next for me was, I, I don't remember when this came out, uh, sometime within the last few years. Um, actually, the Monte Cristo uh, Grupo de Maestros Private Batch Number 3. Um, it's a, a Bellicoso uh, mm. cigar. It was just ridiculous how good that cigar was. I was completely surprised. I Honestly, I didn't expect much. Uh, but I was, I was blown away by how good that cigar was. Um, so if you... Again, I don't know how readily available they are. Um, uh, it's got a cedar sleeve over the cigar uh, with a gold uh, foot band, uh, and it says right on the you know right on the main band, uh, Grupo de Maestros Private Batch Number Three. Uh, if you mm -hmm. find them at your brick and mortar, just grab handfuls of them because I absolutely loved that cigar. It was very very good. Awesome. Uh, next for me. Is a is a classic everyone should have in their humidor. The four kicks. Oh yeah, crown heads. Shout out to crown heads, John Huber, um, uh, Miguel Shodell, the um, who handles the the marketing and sales and and uh, operations end for them. Thank you guys so much for, you know, the work you do in the cigar business and four kicks. It's I mean it's it's a uh, just a great blend that's been a mainstay for them. Since they, yeah. you know, since the beginning. Great medium to full cigar. Yeah, and they're they're available so many places. It's easy to find them at so many brick and mortar shops where it's just going to be right there on the shelf. Uh, again, with that one, grab a handful because you know they're always going to be good, and they they actually age well too. Do they? Good. I I know I have. I haven't some, aged any. I have some tucked away that are. A few years old. I eat them all right so away. Eat them right away. Mm -hmm. Take them out of the wrapper. Mm -hmm. Little drizzle of chocolate sauce. Mm, ranch. Um, my last one is another TAA cigar, but this one was a little older. Um, I started. I didn't start packing my cigars yet for the move, but I did start sort of looking through them and organizing them, trying to organize them. And I found an old LFD. Uh, TAA from 2016. Oh, and uh, that was just hello there. It was it was beefy and meaty and and uh, just really a ton of depth and riches richness in that cigar. 
Um, so if uh, and and I think though there are probably still a few shops where you can find that LFD uh, TAA 2016. So if you find them, definitely grab those because it was a fine fine cigar even after uh, what three years now. Definitely yep. a good cigar. Awesome. Well, I've got a few more. The Oliva Serie V Milanio. Oh yeah. That was a, you know, it's it's always been good to me. I haven't had a bad one. Yeah, it's always been good to me. Um, gosh, the my father, the Pepines. Yeah, Don Pepin Garcia knows how to make. Y'all are bad. Y'all are bad people. Garcia family, shout the out to Garcia Flora family. De las Antillas. Yeah. Another cigar of the year. So you got it was a cigar of the year. You got two cigars of the year: the Milano yep. and the Florida de Los Antillas. Um, and these aren't bank breakers. Yeah, they're not expensive cigars. You know, um, what are we looking at? Ten bucks. Nine uh, bucks nine. for the floor. Yeah. Uh, the Jamistran. The Jamistran. Well, that one's that one's up there a little bit. That one's seventeen. Seventeen, but honestly, worth it. I'm, I haven't smoked it, but I can. Say probably worth it. Nine bucks for the Milanio. Nine bucks for them, and that's the Robusto that, size. Yep, Milanio. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think the Figurado is a little more, but. Um, oh, and then the uh, yeah. the new. Uh, what did I give you again? The S. Oh uh, yeah, the, uh, Garrett gave me a lovely Crown Heads. Crown Heads. Yeah. The the Le Carême, Um Let me grab it out of my travel. The the Le Carême, uh, Le two thousand nineteen, uh, Bellicoso. Now the wrapper on that. Oh, yeah. Look at how dark. Yeah, it's this is like Connecticut broadleaf at its darkest. It's it's basically black. I it mean, is just. It looks like uh, I don't know. It it looks like eighty percent dark chocolate. All right, it's, I'm. Can I spoil it? Yeah. Dude, spoil, spoil away. Spoiler alert on that cigar. Is like Hagen Das espresso. All right, I'm in. I'm in. Count me in. I just, I wanted to do wrong things to that cigar. <laughs> I mean, I lit it up and but I immediately you, went into my chest of toys. But did and, you do wrong things to that cigar? No, okay, I had good. to treat it right. You gotta, you gotta maintain some, maintain some level of decorum. I you mean, do. Come on. All right. Uh, I think that closes out. It does. Guys, for those of you who stuck around and, and came back and stumbled along with us. Thank you. We are truly grateful. Genuinely grateful. Thank you so much. Sorry um, about the network issues. When we put this on the podcast, Matt does a great job of kind of splicing together. Um, edit the pieces together. So you, if you listen later on the podcast, you don't hear any of this bullshit that we've gone through here on take Facebook two, Live. Take two. Yeah. Take 17. So. Take yeah, <clears throat> I'll splice it all together so it sounds like it, it'll it'll take away all the errors and and you'll listen to it and it'll just be clean and none of the uh, unfortunately you still do have to listen to us, but oh without the added you know distraction of all the bullshit stops and starts, yeah. So yeah, thank you guys so much thank for you. hanging out on Facebook with us, even coming back after we have to rebroadcast a second and a third. And a fourth time. We actually did set a record. So I guess it, in a way, it's, oh, you know, we set milestone. a record. This is the first time we've ever had to do a fourth, milestone. A fourth take uh, to finish out the show on Facebook. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you are watching after the fact or listening on the podcast, thank you so much. Like, share, and subscribe. Yep. All of the podcast venues, uh, just search for How About That Cigar. Search for us on Google. Sign up for email alerts. If you have any questions, as always, Facebook, email on the website, whatever you guys want to do to get in contact with us to ask us some questions. Um, uh, props and best of luck to everybody who's going to be at IPCPR this week yeah. and weekend. Um, we're sorry that we can't be there. We will be with you in spirit. We wish the best of luck to everybody. We hope every cigar company breaks their sales records and we hope every media company gets all the coverage they were hoping to get and we hope all the retailers uh, have a great time and are able to fill their shelves with uh, the best premium cigars the world has to offer 
Uh, thanks so much for joining us as always. And as always, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care, guys.